Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is May 11th, 2021. It is a Tuesday morning. It's, I know it's going to sound funny to say this, but chilly by California standards this morning. You, you know it's cold outside when you wake up and the heat just automatically turns on. So there you go. But today, we've been talking about emotional maintenance yesterday. And for whatever reason, we get on these subtle subject, yet it's the stuff we think about all the time. There's something in us that creates a story, a theme around each one of our lives. And as we grow older, we start to realize that the only soul we can be responsible for is our own. We can't be responsible for that of our children. They will live beyond us if things happen in a natural course. They will live their own lives. We can only teach them. And whatever they take and use is their decision ultimately. We cannot live a life for our partners, our parents, our friends, We can only be a part of everybody's life that we touch. And once we start to realize that, that nobody is responsible for our life and that we too are not responsible for another's life, we learn the gifts of giving and of receiving from each other. And those gifts are not the gifts that come in boxes. Sometimes the people who brought us the most troubling challenges taught us what to do and what not to do in our own lives. But we may never see them again. We may have left that job and, and moved or whatever might have happened that have the changes the circumstances. But there's something very interesting about what our story is. What is your personal story? 
And as you think about it, you start thinking, and it's like this whole body of work. You're like, oh, my God, I've done this and I've done that. And you start listing the things that you're embarrassed about, kind of feel guilty about, wish didn't happen. You know, you have this whole run of stuff. And instead of saying, wow, you know, I, I've been, I don't know, that's Get a, I, I had a woman come and say, you know, once she was married three times and she was embarrassed about it. It wasn't anything she ever led with. And I knew her for a while before I knew that. And then what happened was I said, turn that around. Instead of like, geez, I was married three times and I'm a loser and I'm this and I'm that. I said, wow, you know, I've had a really interesting life. Why was I married three times? Instead of looking at it as a negative, because that means she fell in love or thought she fell in love three times, and then knew enough to know that that wasn't her right place. But what brought her in? What did she think she wanted? What did she find? And why did she leave? Right? It's like this progression. But that would begin to show her how she views love. And what happened in her heart and in her mind that made her feel like she had to actually get married rather than date for a longer time or just not have that impatience to prove that love existed? That kind of an interesting thought. So how do you talk about yourself how do you tell your story if you were to meet someone you never met before and they asked you a question is, you know, what have you done in your life so far? What have you done? And as they start to ask you why, why did you choose that? Why did you choose that job? Why did you choose that car? Why did you choose that house? Why did you choose that person? How did you feel being a parent? How does it feel to have a partner? We start to ask questions, and then that starts the body of work and gives it life again and gives us eyes to look back at it to see what we learned from it. It's like our emotional record Because no one's going to know it like you. No one's going to know. Even you, the way you see your life, will change as your experience starts to fill in. It's like, you know, you have a problem and you're really upset about something and then over time you start to see your role in it and then over more time you start to see that the other person wasn't as bad, they were reacting. And then, you know, it just goes on until you heal completely and never think about it again or need to. So there's one thing you will find out when you start to tell yourself your story like what what is my story like what would be the title of my book what would be the title 
And I, I had to even stop and think about my own story. What would be my story? Well, I wrote a book, and it's called Origins of Truth, and the other one's called Original Love. And the first one was called Little Wings. And I thought, but I always, always, from when I was little until this very day, have always loved people. And everything I did, every decision I made, even when it was detrimental to myself, because at times I did things because I felt sorry for, wanted to help, felt like I could take the fallout. I made decisions that were better for someone else than for myself. Because if I kept going back to my one sentence, it was because I've always loved people. And I couldn't help it. And the weirder part was I never even tried to help it. I just kept doing it and giving it. And so all the things that happened to me in my life went back to the way I loved people. I felt like if I could be helpful to them, that maybe they would love me back. So I needed that love back. I didn't know how to get it because I just loved people without asking many questions, which got me in enough trouble. But I never saw it that way. Take my time and my energy and months at a time, sometimes years at a time of my life. I remember once, long ago, when I started looking at my story, I thought, oh my gosh, I I gave this person 14 years of my life. And I gave, oh my God, I wasted most of my life, you know, doing this one thing. What was wrong with me? And that was the beginning of trying to see myself. And that was when I met Christ. I was single and I never thought I'd be single. I never imagined raising my kids alone. Never even occurred to me that I would have like negative money, meaning more debt than I could I could live, but I was just having to make it happen because I had to raise my kids. But there were things I did in that whole super telling time was that I, I never told my kids that we didn't have money. I never showed it to them. I wanted them to have a childhood that didn't include adult issues. I didn't talk bad about their father to them. I figured, you know, time is the best teacher, but that's half of their genetics. And I read that somewhere at the time, and I thought, geez, I would never do that to a person. Because I've always loved people. Even the people that looked like they were hurting me. Because there was another person in that picture. Yes, I was hurt. But it didn't mean that I didn't love them. 
And I realized that that one sentence in my life, everything I did found its way back to that sentence. When we lose people, when I lost my parents, I I remember a time I could not imagine my life without my mom or dad in it. And then came the time where I had to imagine. I had to see. I had to live the fact that they were not going to be in my life. No one to tell me, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. No one to keep correcting me into their way and then me fighting back and, and either deciding to go forward or not because of them. I used to call my mom purposefully just to push back because I wanted to feel like I was like a kid again as an adult. We had a huge issue and I got married the second time. And my sisters let me know my mom was not going to talk to me anymore because I married a second time. And they weren't Arabic. And I remember calling her and telling her, I heard you don't want to talk to me anymore. And I know things are going to happen in life. And if anything happens to you or anything happens to me, I want you to know I love you. And she said, I love you too. I just don't know how to do this. And I said, that's okay. I still have to live my life, Mom. And I I love you. took about three years. We started talking again. And I was going to go and see her on a trip in February. And on New Year's Eve, she had a brain aneurysm. And I ended up seeing her in February. And I ended up seeing her in January and March and April. She, She survived all that time. And all we had left was the love. I found my most authentic voice. The truths in my life were not oversimplified in those times. And for the very first time in my life, I talked to her and didn't hide anything that I thought, you know, would throw her off the handle. And she couldn't talk back. She would just lay and nod. And then one day she reached out to touch my sweater, and I saw her hand coming. And she built my story, rewrote my story of love. That always loving people was something she did too. Everything else faded to black. But that love, that sentence was what shaped my life. Sometimes in my life, if someone were to say, take one sentence I may have said 
I'm constantly looking for love. Because before I saw Christ, I was looking for love because I did not understand my story. I was waiting for somebody to come and help me write my story as though it wasn't writing itself in that time. It was like you're holding your breath, waiting for that big change, the right person, the right job, the right everything. And over time you realize you don't need all of that to be happy. You have to be happy to find all of that. And we don't know why we're exhausted trying to, you know, make everybody be what we need them to be in our lives for our lives to feel worth living. And it all starts when you start to tell yourself your story. That was the biggest thing that happened when I saw Christ was the questions. He didn't give me answers, but he sure asked me a lot of questions. And a lot of questions that now, almost 20 years later, I answer differently because now my answers don't include what anybody thinks about me because that's way too much to take on. But they do include how I feel about the people. And now instead of looking for love to come and fix my life, I found out that creating that love comes from me. I can push it away. I can bring it in depending on how I feel. I don't feel like I have to chase my tail for someone to love me because if I had to do that, was that really love? And when you think about it that way, you think about the people in your life, all you can do and give them is love. What they do with it is up to them. None of us, None of us can shape and live another person's life for them, even when we want to. Because their story has to be theirs. Parents can have a child and raise a child, but the mother's relationship with that child is different than the father's. What the mother does, what the father does, both will affect the child. So you cannot shape their narrative. You cannot shape their voice in their own story. Because it's not yours to shape. So when you teach your children, look at it as building their story. When you personally go through a challenging time, Know that it's building your story. What would you do? And if you think about it as you're like writing this book in your mind and it hasn't hit paper yet, and you say to yourself, what would I want to see happen? Like yesterday, we talked about making decisions rather than reacting. What do you want to see happen? And make it happen. Talk about how you felt. Well, I was scared. 
to say I loved this person so much so that I let them go. I didn't want to fight for them because I felt stupid. Now that person may tell you if you were to run into them again, I thought you didn't care. I hear that a lot. And the person did care. They cared so much that it scared even them. And you can't even write, what is your one sentence? I've been scared of love. I don't know how to feel good when everything's going right. And if you look at all the situations in your life, you'll be like, oh my gosh, every time I was happy, I created another issue for myself. Why did I do that? How did you feel? And take yourself back to that time, back to those days, and walk yourself through what you did, and you will see that the one sentence you came up with, how it worked in your life. If your one sentence was, I could never stop my impatience, you'll see how you may have wished you've given something more time. You may start to ask yourself, why did I need an answer so fast? Why was I rushing through life? Because so far is different from today. And today you can say, hey, I'm going to take on less and give those things more time. Hey, I'm going to start making lists and see what it takes to actually do that instead of just keep talking about outcomes and not know how to get there. Probing. The only investigator you need of your life is yourself and your view of your memories. It's it's an interesting thing when you turn things around and you just say, hey, I've lived a good life so far. Every decision I made, I made at my best in that day and I say that people say it but you need to go back and believe it we have no control over anyone's actions but the one thing we have left is to understand our own actions events in your life what were the three biggest events in your life because knowing that not what they were but what they were to you will tell you what is most important to you in life today. How did fear play a part in your life? How did wanting to be loved play a part in your life? How did the way you love play a part in your life? How did injured love play a part in your life. When Christ talks about truth and love and purity over and over again, every single experience you've had goes back to how you were loved, how deeply you understood your truth to share it, and your purity. Were your intentions pure? Because it all starts with 
the purity you feel towards yourself. Some people feel shame, guilt, vulnerable, fear, doubt, worry. And then they try to control everybody to fulfill that fear, doubt, worry, control. See, I knew it. I knew they didn't like me. Who cares? You need to like you. And then you also say, I can't win everybody to win myself. And you start pulling your life story and you give it a form, a shape. What were your boundaries all that time? You probably never thought about, well, I would never cross the line to do this. What were your limits all that time? How do you feel you represented your own soul in this time? How do you want to represent your soul today going forward? Because our emotional record That's the one thing your free will already made a decision on. And the motivation you look for on the outside is in these stories. One of the greatest things about telling yourself your story so far is to go back and see your strengths. Instead of, well, this happened and that happened, you say, I made it through that. I never thought I would. I can't believe this is in my rearview mirror. I remember how big that was. I remember not knowing what to do. I remember feeling very, very angry about it. I remember all of that. And look, no one else remembers it but me. How much life do I need to give that? You can look at certain events as, okay, that took, you know, two years of my life to fix. That was my biggest lesson. You can start creating these events as parts of your life that helped build you instead of what took you down. Because none of it took you down or you would not be here today. Think about that one. We always think, well, when, once this happened, everything changed. And, you know, you can hear the stories coming before you even hear them. But just talk about how you felt in those times. The people are irrelevant now. They've probably gone on. Some you may still know, some you may not. But talk about how you felt and look at how affected how it affected the next experiences you had. Because then you will look at today and say, hey, this is what I'm going through now. This is how I feel. When I felt this way before, this is what happened. 
start to see yourself. You start to see, hey, I can grow. I can steer my car in another direction. I can travel over state lines and go to another state, another country. All that can happen if I want it to. If I want it to. Do I want it to? is your next question. And if I don't, do I know what I want to do? Hmm, I don't know yet. But let me give myself time. I'll figure it out. I'll see what I go towards, what I walk towards, what makes me feel good, what makes me feel clean, what makes me feel whole. My biggest question to all of us is what is your sentence? And if you didn't get it right away, think about it. It'll come. It'll come. And when it does, please write it down somewhere because then you will start to see your body of work take form. You guys, I hope that this show felt so fast, but I hope that it started to open that door I love you guys so very much, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.